we pick a receiver? Again, we didn't pick a receiver. It's Ted's fault. Live from the Annex Wealth Management Studios at the Avenue in downtown Milwaukee, this is Wisconsin's Morning News. Here's your host, Vince Vetrano. Just about 12 minutes after 7 on Wisconsin's Morning News. I want to know more about the bus driver kid. Yeah, okay, absolutely. One of our favorite things to do is highlight the average superhero, right? That one person, that man or woman or kid who did something remarkable, not realizing that they were going to have to do something remarkable. So let's get to it. Today, it's Dylan Reeves. Yeah, what a middle schooler, seventh grade kid. He's on the bus headed home for the day. He lives in Michigan, Warren, Michigan. All of a sudden, the bus driver becomes lightheaded, loses consciousness, and the bus begins to veer into the middle of the street. As the bus was slowing down, it started to veer into what would have been oncoming traffic. And this caught the attention of Dylan, who was about five rows or so back of the bus. So what did Dylan do? He decided to take matters into his own hands. He jumped up, ran to the front of the bus, brought it to a stop, told people to call 911 and save the day. In my 35 plus years of education, um, this was an extraordinary act of courage and maturity on his part. He jumped up from his seat, threw his backpack down, ran to the front of the bus, grabbed the steering wheel and brought the bus to a stop in the middle of the road. How about that? That's the superintendent there. They celebrated this kid yesterday. What are the chances, right? I mean, like when you said, what, and what and what did he do? Started screaming like everybody right? else? <laughs> <laughs> no, he, he saved the day. And, and actually, there's video of it. He's telling people to call 911. And help the- he was like in command, this mm-hmm. kid at the front of the bus. He's got the bus. It yep. stopped. He's yelling at the back. My favorite soundbite from this story is dad, who also spoke. Now, Dylan didn't speak too overwhelmed by it. So the, the parents were like, hey, can, you know, let, you know, let the, can we let the boy just you know handle this the way he needs to handle it? Dad talks and says, yeah, when I got that phone call. Police officer called me and my first response was, what the heck did he do? <laughs> and they're like, no, 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 this is a good call. I'm like, oh, he goes, your son's a hero. That's right. Yes, hello. Is this uh, Mr. Billstead? This is uh, Sergeant Shinland in here, Menominee Falls <laughs> like Police. What? Whoa! What? <laughs> now do what? To, do I need to pick him up? Yeah, right. So now, congratulations, our average hero of the week. Nice Dylan job, young Reeves. man. Time for an update from the Gruber Law Office's One Call, That's All Sports Desk. Here's Bob Bader. Hercules, Hercules. The pick is in. Don't give it away. <laughs> and at number 13, the Green Bay Packers selected former Iowa defensive end Lucas Van Ness. His nickname is Hercules. His game, says the 21-year-old, resembles a current Packers linebacker. Over the years, I've watched, uh, um, you know, I've watched, I watched Preston Smith a little bit. Uh, you know, obviously he was a, uh, a high sack guy last year. I think he had uh, eight or nine sacks and, you know, playing, uh, you know, he's a guy I've kind of seen uh, similar to myself who has the ability to play in a lot of different positions. Um, but honestly, there's, you know, so many different players I've tried to watch and, you know, film study and, you know, learn my game after. Um, and honestly, I think that's, uh, you know, the best thing you can do to become, uh, you know, learn to become a professional is, 
you know, see guys who have, uh, you know, see and watch guys who have been successful at this level and try to emulate that. Here's GM Brian Gutekunst. He could have gone offense to help Jordan Love out, but... Yeah, there was a bunch. We actually, we had really good choices. I mean, again, we have, you know, we don't pick high, this high very often, so we had a lot of choices, and um, uh, I think it was just kind of how we had him rated. Um, obviously, we very much believe in rushing the passer, and edge rush was a very premium position for us, and um, it just that, that I think that was why. On tap tonight, three more picks for the pack. Green Bay has two selections in the second round. That's 42 and 45 overall. Round three is the 15th of the third round. That's the 78th pick overall. The Brewers, they enjoyed Thursday off the field. They're back on it tonight with the Angels in town for a three-game series. And no Shohei Otani on the mound this weekend. He'll hit because he pitched in Oakland yesterday, so a break for the crew. Now, with all the new baseball rules enacted this year, some grumbling might be expected by the players, but not Milwaukee's Willie Adamas. Can't shift anymore? No problem, says the Brewers shortstop. So the past couple of years, it was more like, oh, you have to play here because of this and that. Now, you know, I feel like they give you a little freedom of just go out there and, and, and use your instincts and, you, you know, just be a baseball player. And, and for me, like you say, you know, being like anticipate uh, the play, I think is a big thing for me. Tune in for the pregame tonight at 6.35 here on 6.20 WTMJ. Tyler Anderson and Wade Miley on the bump for Game 1. Last night, NBA playoffs, Boston eliminated Atlanta in Game 6. Philly is next for the Celtics, and the Admirals begin a best-of-five series in the Calder Cup playoffs. It's Game 1 tonight in Winnipeg between Milwaukee and the Manitoba Moose. 7.19 on Wisconsin's Morning News. Seven twenty-three on Wisconsin's Morning News. This is the part of the show where we have Marissa Wallace and on with us. Here, should I give her number out live? Probably not a good <laughs> idea. Vinny. Sorry, Greg and I miscommunicated here, and I need to look up her number. Stand by. You guys had that deer in the headlights look. Well, I thought you had it. Well, I thought you had it. Now okay, it's possible she won't have that phone number for long. So you talk amongst yourselves. <laughs> So, so Marissa is leaving. She's got a new gig back in to Detroit. Detroit, right? Yeah. So she's from Michigan. She went to Michigan State. She's from Michigan. So moving back home, which is kind of neat. Folks have asked me, like, you know, like I never begrudge anybody going home. Sure. And it's convenient for me since I grew up here. Started my job up in Green Bay. Definitely wanted to come work at TMJ4, the station mm-hmm. that I grew up watching. And you know, for her, it's going to be that opportunity to to work at the biggest station in her state and her home state. So I'm happy for her and excited. But we're disappointed. <laughs> but then, yeah, well, no, right. I'd like for her to stay. Right. And at seven twenty-four, Storm Team Four meteorologist Marissa Wallison live with us on the line. Hi, Marissa. Hello. Good uh, morning. Greg lost your number for a second. Now, are you going to still oh. have this number in case he wants to call you just on occasion? Sure. Yes. Yeah. I've had this number for ten years. I hope I'm not changing it. So. I'm glad we didn't say it out loud. Then that's right. <laughs> yeah. Please don't, don't tell anyone. No. <laughs> hey, where were you this morning? We saw you outside, and there was a lot of activity. It's Arbor Day, right? Is some some in line with that? Yes. Well, the activity here was not in line with that. There was. I'm I'm live at the uh, Milwaukee Rotary Centennial 
Arboretum here. It is by the Urban Ecology Center at Riverside. And so I'm um, just kind of out here because they've got 70 varieties of indigenous trees to Wisconsin. They also have grasses, of course, wildflowers, um, shrubs, and then 150 birds frequent this Arboretum too. So kind of in celebration of Arbor Day, even though Arbor Day is meant for a day of planting trees, it's not necessarily ideal uh, weather, I think, just yet. It's usually should be a little bit warmer for a little bit longer, at least for us in Wisconsin. That place is awesome. It's a hidden gem there on the east side. You may not even realize it's there if you're driving by, but once you get inside there, it's just gorgeous. Yeah, it's, it's awesome because it's also this used to be, you know, industrial land. So they reclaimed it and then now they're allowing all these trees to grow. And so, yeah, definitely beautiful. And the people that were here earlier weren't planting trees. They were actually a workout group, a boot camp. That was well, so we wondered yes, about that. Because we were watching and you're standing there. And there's people running behind you. It looked like they were being chased by a cougar or something, and here you're doing the weather forecast. They look like extras in your weathercast. Yeah. I know. I know. It was perfect. Yeah, they were part of some boot camp, and I, you know, I thought about working out with them, and then I was like, well, I'm wearing jeans. I'm going to use that as my excuse today, but I'm not going to partake. But they were great. I mean, yeah, they were doing, like, laps, and my gosh, they were, they were doing a lot. They definitely made me feel a little bit lazy this morning. Hey, are you live for your cut-in? No. Oh, okay, so we not. got a minute or two. So I want well because yes. we wanted to ask you about your next step, and I know you're going to be leaving TMJ4, moving back home to your home state of Michigan, and working for Detroit Television. Congratulations! I know that's a big move, but we'll miss you. Thank you. Yeah, it's it's truly bittersweet. I mean, that is the best term to describe it because you know I have no reason except for family to leave uh, WTMJ or TMJ4, uh, just because. You know, I, I really love working here. I love this community. I live in Tosa, love Tosa. Um, it's just, you know, my parents and my husband's parents and even some other extended family are in the Detroit area. So to be able to provide um, a time where my girls who are now, you know, one and three, some time to spend with their grandparents because you never know. Um, so I'm really excited to look forward to that. Um, but, yeah, I'm definitely going to miss Milwaukee and TMJ4 and Tosa and just all of everything here. Well, so it sounds all good, but let me just offer you this as a guy who's been doing this in his hometown for quite some time, and and you've never had that opportunity. So the good news Mm -hmm. is all your friends and family will now be able to watch everything you do. The bad news is all your friends and family (laughs) will watch everything you do, and that's all they're going to want to talk about. Why are you wearing that dress? (laughs) Oh my gosh, I know. I, it's definitely, but yeah, I've been in this business for about 13 years now. I've never been home, uh, like in forecasting for people that like have actually known or have like known me since I was like, you know, little zero or five or 10, you know. And so I'm interested also to see too, like who comes out of the woodwork that like I talked to back in like high school or middle school, and then they start to give some opinions. And I'm like, but I haven't talked to you for, you know, 15 years or so. <laughs> well, Why do and, you think your opinion matters? <laughs> and they'll come up to you and they'll recognize you because they've seen you on TV, but you haven't seen them for 20 years. And they're like, you don't remember me, do you? And I'm like, well, uh, yeah. I would. I, mean, I don't know. Uh, Jerry. Yeah. I'm ready for some uh, awkward moments. Probably many awkward moments. <laughs> well, enjoy them all. Do we have one more? Are we talking next week or are you out of here? Oh, I've got two more weeks. So don't oh, tell me yet. We've got two more Tuesdays. <laughs> And what and what of the battle royale that's uh, going on in the weather center for your seat? Is there? We asked if there would be gladiator games or what? You know, oh to, to, to determine who ascends to the daybreak position. You know, you know, Niz has not since he is the chief. He has not said there any sort of game. So I, I don't know. He'll you'll have to talk to him and see what he comes up with. But uh, haven't had anything yet. And even if we did have something. 
I don't know if I tell you. <laughs> Fantastic. Ah. Storm Team 4 meteorologist Marissa Wall is in. All right, we'll talk again next week. Thanks, Marissa. Bye, guys. Have a great Friday. There's only one spot open right now, so we're going to have tryouts. At 742, Milwaukee Art Museum has free admission today. Boy, it'd be a great day to go down there, take some pictures of the Calatrava, the Breeze Soleil. 58 degrees, your high temperature at the lakefront under partly sunny skies. Beautiful spring day, and admission to the Milwaukee Art Museum is free today, courtesy of Bader Philanthropies. A special event commemorating the 99th birthday of the late Dr. Alfred Bader, a chemist, philanthropist, and passionate supporter of the Milwaukee Art Museum. So that's available for you from 10 a.m. until 5 p.m. today. Free admission to our beautiful Milwaukee Art Museum. Adam McAlvey, Brewers beat writer for MLB.com, is our guest on Brewers 360 next. Time for an update from the Gruber Law Office's One Call, That's All sports desk. Here's Bob Brainerd. Lucas Van Ness, a defensive end out of Iowa, was the Packers' selection with the 13th overall pick in the NFL draft last night. He's nicknamed Hercules. Van Ness is a 6'5", 272-pound edge rusher, labeled as an effort player with lots of potential. Green Bay will have three selections total today with a pair of second-round picks and one pick in the third round as well. Brewers 360 is sponsored by Outdoor Living Unlimited. And Adam McKelvey, Brewers beat writer for MLB.com, is with us this morning. Got the Angels coming to town. Adam, I don't know if you went in your Wayback Machine to find out last time they were here, but it's been a minute. 2016, I have go. that information right Asked and answered. Were they the Anaheim Angels of Ella, you know, that big, long-dated <laughs> name that they used to have then? I've lost that. That I don't know. I've lost track of that. Jeez. I love that trip, though. That's an underrated road trip for anyone looking uh, for stadium trips. I actually like the Big A or whatever they call it. Really nice. So Brewers have not fared well against the American League this year. Great. This is the year we're playing everybody. So <laughs> anything to make of that, Adam, or is it just you know the the usual ebbs and flows of baseball? Yeah, and and I think we're gonna get used to that now because the lines between the American League and National League have been blurred over the the years, and they're going to be blurred even more now because everybody plays everybody. That's one of the beautiful things about this new schedule is that, you know, if you like to see uh, Mike Trout and Shohei Otani like you'll get to see this weekend, you'll see him every other year now because everybody plays everybody, and, and there'll be more trips to Anaheim or whatever they're going to call it at that time, and, and those guys are going to come here more. So I, I don't know that. I put too much into that. Everybody's playing by the same rules now. Boy, Adam, the, the Brewers catch a break because Otani pitched against Oakland yesterday, so they don't have yeah. to face him. They have to face him at the plate, but not on the mound. He's been lights out there as well. Well, I mean, I, it would be awesome to see him pitch here. And, I, again, I think of this rule, the scheduling switch, the, where they're doing the balanced schedule, as the Shohei Otani rule because he is the most electric player in baseball I think he is the guy, you know, Aaron Judge is pretty special. Last year he came to American Family Field. But I think Otani is the kind of major league player that you buy a ticket to go see. And yesterday in Oakland, in the fourth inning, he was on his way to, you know, threatening for the cycle, and he hadn't allowed a base runner. He was pitching a perfect game. So it was exactly the sort of outing that you pay to see. So I, I'm actually bummed the, the Angels had a rain out recently, and it, 
it kind of rejiggered their whole pitching situation. And that's the reason Otani's not pitching. I think originally he was going to throw tomorrow here in Milwaukee. So from a purely baseball point of view, yeah, it's a good thing the Brewers don't have to tangle with him. But just from a, a, for a fan point of view, and of course, most importantly, those of us in the press box, hmm. we don't get to see him. And I think that's kind of a bummer. Adam, I was going to ask about that. It's Eric. I was going to ask you exactly that. Like we asked Matt Arnold yesterday if he fanboys over some of the players when they show up, like <laughs> Trout or Otani. Is there a bucket list still for you? Are there players that you're like, ah, i got to get a chance to at least throw some kind of question at him just so I can meet him in person? I don't know. I mean, for me, it's probably the former players. Like, going back to Seattle last week reminded me of the Brewers' previous, or at least the last time I was in Seattle with the Brewers, and it was Ken Griffey Jr.'s retirement ceremony, and he gave this 45-minute speech that delayed the first pitch of the game by a half hour and exactly zero people complained because it was Ken Griffey Jr. And it was really cool to get to meet him before the game. So mine would probably be the former players. Gotcha. I don't know. I mean, I, I like meeting the Wisconsin guys. Like the first time we got to talk to Jared Kelnick when he was a Mariners prospect after coming over from the Mets system, that was kind of fun. I've enjoyed covering Gavin Lux in the postseason before. So I think talking to the Wisconsin guys is always kind of cool, but it's not the same as like, you know, when you, when you, I think you fanboy over the guys that you watched as a kid. And obviously Griffey was one of those guys. Brewers writer for MLB.com, Adam McKelvey with us on Brewers 360. Thanks, Adam. I hope it's a good run for the crew at American Family Field this weekend. See you guys. 749. We got Mark Tauscher coming up next on Wisconsin's Morning News. Idea Man. Can you help me, Vinny the Lawn King? Innovator. I'll bag if it's going to be a showmo. Showmo. And Packers Hall of Famer. I'm going to be honest, I got no FOMO for your showmo. It's time for Tausch on Wisconsin's Morning News. Presented by your Wisconsin Chevy dealers. Mark Tauscher on Wisconsin's Morning News. Sponsored by your Southeastern Wisconsin Chevy dealers. fail. All right, Tosh, what was going to happen there was we were going to play with the 13th pick in the NFL draft. The Green Bay Packers select. There, you just did it. Our guy out of Iowa. That actually sounded better. Yeah, not bad. When Goodell does it. So what's the Uh, first thing you thought of, Tosh? What's the first thing, the first observation you made when you saw that he was the selection? uh, The Green Bay Packers love Iowa. Ah, that was the first thing that I thought. Interesting. Of. Uh, and the other thing is, I think we all get up in what we think a team needs and what we think uh, is is going to be kind of the draft narrative. And what typically happens is you look and you get the best player. You try and find that, and you can never have enough good edge rush guys, guys that can get after the quarterback. And so for for all of us that were thinking, well, is it going to be Smith and Jigba? Is it going to be a tight end? Is it going to be Why this? Why don't we pick a receiver? And Why don't we pick a receiver? Again, we didn't pick a receiver. It's Ted's fault. Uh, that's the that's always been because we are fantasy footballians. <laughs> we want to have the offense. We want to get people that we can get really excited about. But again, football typically comes down to who wins line of scrimmage. And that's not the sexiest thing on earth, but that's where good teams, if you look at Philadelphia, that's how they've been very successful. And when you look at Kansas City, when they shore up their group up front, 
they've been able to win. When they didn't, Tampa ran through them. So while it's not the sexiest thing, um, when you get players that you know can get after the quarterback and can protect the quarterback, uh, your chances of winning uh, go up exponentially. So I I don't know. I mean, the only you've seen highlights, he, you know, this kid from Iowa, the Iowa's defense has been really good. Their offense has been tragically bad. So you, you know, you see that they had two kids drafted in the first round last night. You hope you're going to get a really good football player that's going to give you five, 10 years of high quality production. If you do that, you feel good about that pick. But I understand why there's fans that don't feel that this was a great move and that this wasn't the sexy splash thing that I think a lot of fans wanted to get last night. So Vince had a different observation. But not, not just me, <laughs> so did the whole internet. Oh, boy. He, there are a lot oh, of, boy. A lot of, girlf- lot of girlfriends on the draft cams. A lot oh. of girlfriends. Not just for our guy. Like, everybody had eye candy. Really some nice-looking ladies. Well, yeah, I didn't, uh, I didn't know if a lot of it was family and if there was sister. I didn't know. I mean, obviously, you saw the one gal, but... That's um, that's what media types like Vinny like to focus on. <laughs> Football guys like me are more interested in seeing oh, yeah, what in, his highlight in his for. tremendous burst off the line. Is. Yeah, I know you you didn't even <laughs> see it. Explo- yeah. High ceiling, big upside. His quick twitch, guys like Vinny, <laughs> <laughs> and his explosiveness. All yeah, all the things the football guys look at. Of course, I, so there's. Um, you know, whether you watch draft day or all these movies and everything else, there are people that look at, you know, does a coach, if coach has a beautiful wife, does that mean he can recruit? I mean, those are all the old <laughs> stereotypes and everything else. That is a part of it. Uh, I don't think that that's why Brian drafted him last night is because, you know, his friends and he have a lot of uh, eye candy, as you put it, but. I do think there's something to be said about, you know, guys that are all the way around. And when that's the case, um, you hope that they can do that on the football field, too. Mark Tausch, you're with us every morning at 10 minutes before 8 o'clock. The AI is taking him over. Yeah, it like, you, obviously. You got a little garble hey, there. Hey, boys, I got, I, I got one quick question oh, if, my, if my connection's still good. All right, now you're better. Uh, the, alarm clock, the alarm clock fiasco... 6 a.m. goes off. Is it on me for not checking it again, or is it on them for having an alarm clock that did that? So what, you're in a hotel, and you didn't check if the thing was set, and it woke uh, you up at 6? Previous guest left it on. Who, who checks? Do you actually no, check? No, don't I check. I was sabotaged last night. I feel like it was saboteur is what I feel like happened. But, and and uh, who- anyways, I'm up and at Okay, and who, who, uses, who uses a clock radio in a hotel anymore? Use your phone to yeah, wake for up. Sure. Right? Not me. Uh, the ironic part is All right, Tausch's connection is gone. Seven fifty-eight. I'm. I still call for the wake-up call. You do not. Yeah. You want to hear that voice? Call. I don't know if I can trust that anymore. <laughs> I can't trust that that goober down at the <laughs> not, front desk. You, not you, after, get, <laughs> you get Kramer who was supposed to wake yeah, you up? Not, yes. not after the Seinfeld episode. 758. Was not the snooze. I can tell you-